3: money starts right now, live from the Nasdaq market site overlooking New York City's Times Square. I'm Melissa Lee. Tonight's lineup is Steve Grasso, Karen Feinerman, Jeff Mills, and Guy Adami. Coming up on Fast, the suspense is building ahead of Apple's big product launch on Monday. We'll give you a sneak peek at what you can expect. Plus, semi stocks taking on the chin today, but still on track for the best quarter in nearly two decades. And one of the traders says the chip rip is just getting started. He will explain, but first, we start off with the market sell-off. The Dow is sinking 460 points, closing at the lows of the session. The S&P and Nasdaq both down by more than 2%, as all the major indices have their worst day since early January. And this nightmare on Wall Street could all be thanks to this one spooky chart. Check out the yield curve, the spread between the U.S. 10-year yield and the three-month Treasury bill inverting for the first time since 2007 as the threat of a recession rears its ugly head. Financials getting absolutely crushed down 3% today alone. The KBE Bank ETF closing out its worst week since 2011. So is this the start of a bigger sell-off? How worried should we all be, Guy?
4: Hi, Mel. So, you know, the yield curve has been a concern for six last six to nine months. I mean, obviously, today, when it goes inverted, we're making a big deal out of it, and rightly so. But everything that's happened over the last six months, nothing, in my opinion, has changed. What changed, I think, and Karen and I talked about this a couple nights ago, we thought that an overly dovish Fed could actually prove to be negative. And I think you're starting to see some of those things manifest themselves. Again, I thought this market was going to sell off now for at least the last month, month and a half. So I'm in the camp that this is the beginning of something bigger. You know, earnings haven't been fantastic. Obviously, this environment for banks is not great. Technically, what the S&P did this week is really poor. So I do think investors should be worried. And I do think we head lower from here.
3: It's amazing the difference in tone from yesterday to today. And what, what changed in the, in the course of the past 36 hours or so Jeff
1: I don't know that that much change and I was actually surprised yesterday to see the market do what it did, I mean the Fed had telegraphed that move for a long period of time. I think you're going to get one rally out of a Fed pivot, and I think that's already happened. So I'm not so surprised to see that happen today. And if you look at the way the market behaved under the surface today, maybe not as worrisome. Look at the credit markets, for example. Investment grade credit spreads actually contracted today. High yield credit spreads actually contracted today. So the credit markets are not showing the same panic as the equity markets. As it relates to the yield curve, you know, I'll say a couple of things on that. The last five times the yield curve inverted as it did today, you actually had a positive S&P 500 return from the date of inversion to the next recession. So that's one thing. And number two, there's this interesting dynamic going on in the fixed income markets with the term premium. So the term premium is a large reason why you have this positively sloped yield curve. The term premium is being compressed, and it's actually negative now, largely because of global central bank policy. Um, With a negative term premium, that's going to make the yield curve structurally flatter. So you may see more inversions that don't have to do with growth.
3: All right, we have some breaking news here um, regarding the Mueller report. Let's get to Eamon Javers in D.C. with the very latest. Eamon.
1: Melissa,
5: that's right. What we know at this hour is, according to NBC News, the Attorney General William Barr has received the Mueller report. That would indicate that the Mueller investigation of possible collusion uh, between the Trump campaign and Russia is now officially over, and his final verdict has been turned over to the Attorney General. No word on what that report contains. Presumably, the Attorney General will release some details of the findings at some point in the future. No timeline has been established for the release of that. This is an investigation that dates back to May 17th of 2017 uh, Robert Mueller the former FBI director has been investigating uh, and charged a number of officials he's charged 34 individuals and 3 companies during the course of this investigation 6 of those are former Trump advisors 26 are Russian nationals involved uh, in hacking uh, and other misdeeds, according to uh, Robert Mueller, the special counsel. Now, what happens? Uh, That's a good question. Uh, William Barr, the attorney general, has said uh, that at some point he will release details. And during his confirmation hearing, he said he'll be as transparent as possible but consistent with current law, the law does not require that this report become public. Ultimately, uh, the law, suge- the regulation under the special counsel statute requires that this, in- this report become confidential and confidentially submitted to William Barr. So now we know that Barr has that report. He'll make those determinations not clear at what point the rest of us will see what Robert Mueller has found, Melissa.
3: It has sounded more recently, Eamon, like the president would be willing to have this report be released to the public. Didn't he say something to the effect of everybody should see this report? Have the nothing president
5: to said that earlier this week. It was an interesting moment. The president said both that this report should come out, people should see it, but then he also said that determination is up to the attorney general. So the president is, has been sort of having it both ways, saying that he feels that the report should come out, but ultimately it'll be Barr who makes that decision. Presumably, uh, there's grand jury secrecy information in this report. There's a number of things uh, that might not be able to be made public, perhaps ever. Uh, But the overall broad conclusions from the Mueller report uh, presumably could be made public at some point. The question is, what format will William Barr choose uh, to do that in? Now, remember, He also has to telegraph some information under the regulation to Capitol Hill. He's going to have to tell uh, members of Congress whether or not the special counsel requested any action that was turned down at any point in the investigation by the attorney general. That is presumably either Jeff Sessions previously or William Barr. So at some point, he'll have to turn that information over by regulation to folks up on Capitol Hill. Uh, but there's no requirement, unlike uh, the Star report that people might remember from the Clinton investigation, there's no uh, requirement that this document, whatever it is, become public. I can tell you that the Trump legal team was not expecting a book like the Star report. They were not expecting a, a large document here. Uh, and there was some reporting uh, going into today that they did not expect ultimately anybody else to be indicted uh, if uh, we are... Uh, where we are, where we think we are. Mueller, having turned over that report, today we didn't see any news of new indictments. It may be the case uh, that this investigation has wound down without any major indictments. The two figures uh, who were at the center of speculation about whether they might face indictments or face charges Mm -hmm. here, Uh, Don Jr., Donald Trump Jr., and, of course, Jared Kushner, the president's son-in-law. A lot of speculation swirling around them, Uh, no news on them at all. Uh, So presumably we are at a point now where Robert Mueller feels he has wrapped up this investigation, willing to turn over his final draft to the attorney general, and the attorney general is going to decide at some point what the rest of us can
3: see. Um, Just quickly, Eamon, even if there are no indictments, at least that we know of right now, let's say that holds, uh, Democrats on on Capitol Hill seem like they will still want to pursue numerous investigations based on whatever is in this report.
5: Sure.
3: How can that have much teeth if there aren't going to be any indictments in the first place? What, well, what could be the worst consequences of those investigations?
5: Well, there's two standards here, right? I mean, there's one standard, uh, which is a criminal violation and, and an indictable offense. The other standard is what is an impeachable offense? And an impeachable offense is whatever Congress decides it is. Now, Congress. Currently divided in control between Democrats uh, who control the House, Republicans control the Senate. Nancy Pelosi, the Democratic Speaker of the House, has suggested she doesn't want to go down the road toward impeachment unless there's a bipartisan conclusion uh, that that's necessary. So the the Democratic-controlled committees up on Capitol Hill are going to continue to investigate the president and all of the areas surrounding the president's campaign, the transition, uh, the inauguration effort, and then things that the president has done since he's been in office. Uh, All of that uh, may produce some material that members, some members of Congress decide uh, is impeachable, even if uh, Robert Mueller decided it wasn't criminal. Also, Mm -hmm. they might find things outside of Robert Mueller's remit. Remember, he was just focusing on this issue of whether or not there was a criminal conspiracy between the Trump campaign Uh, and the Russians to thwart uh, the 2016 presidential election. Outside of that, all the finances, all Mm -hmm. the interpersonal dealings, all the things that the president Mm -hmm. has done uh, in office, all of that is fair game, investigatively, for the Democrats up in the the House of Representatives. Uh, But presumably, if there are no indictments here, and Uh if this report is uh, seen as a good one in the White House, the president will be breathing a sigh of relief tonight.
3: AMNA Thank you. Eamon Javers joining us from Washington with the very latest. Um, Here's a question. market sold off today. There were rumors all day long that the Mueller report would be submitted to the Attorney General today, sometime today. Um, do you think that this played in any way into the sell-off that we saw? I, I can't
2: say that it didn't, but I don't uh-huh. think that there's going... You know, people shoot first, they ask questions later when you're on the sell side. I, think that, I don't think that there's a smoking gun incident, or else we would have heard about that. It would have been leaked somehow. We've seen leaks before. So I don't think we're going to get that smoking gun event. But I can't say that it wasn't in any way part of the sell-off today. We know what the major themes of the sell-off were today.
3: Right. And, uh, you know, Eamon was just saying that the Trump administration may be breathing a sigh of relief because there aren't any indictments, as at least it appears that way right now. It sounds like it's still going to be a drawn-out sort of process in terms of all the investigations. Could that be an overhang here? It could be, although we've sort
6: of gotten away from it being an overhang, even though the Mueller report has been an overhang for months. I mm-hmm. actually do think the last hour or so of trading, which was a pretty pretty ugly hour, down more than 150 points and maybe 20 handles, I think it was maybe on this Mueller report. All of the other issues, though, as Steve said, that made this a bad day absolutely are, are still there. Um, but I think really it's going to be the Southern District of New York. If there's nothing in Mueller, I think— Democrats will keep going and look for Southern District of New York. But
2: if you if you, if you chart, if you when we talk about what the real cause was, uh-huh. now we're focused on the three month, 10 year inversion, right? If you chart that on a daily and you overlay the S&P, the S&P took its lead 100 percent correlated and if you, it, it follows it towards the end of the day, follows it in the middle of the day. Right. That's what we're all taking the lead from for now. So let's see what next week holds as far as if this sticks again and if there's still a weight in the
3: market is this really the chart Jeff I mean when you go back to PNC and you hang out with your PNC buddies strategists (laughs) friends is this a chart that you talk about
1: it's a chart that we talk about every month we update it every month it's not the only thing that we look at but we do think it's important as it relates to you know figuring out where we are in the business cycle relative to the next recession so what does this tell you so what this tells us is just to walk through it really quickly Once the line, which is the composite index of variables, crosses above 50, on average, you typically have about eight quarters or two years until the next recession. So we crossed above 50 about halfway through last year. So if we were to have an average experience, that would increase the probability of recession probably in later 2020.
3: Right. Guy, are you worried about what this may signal? I mean, is this...
1: The science, Yeah, I am worried,
4: but I've been worried, for, so I have to be and say I've been worried for quite some time and the market's told an entirely different story since effectively December 24th. So I'll say again, the concerns I've had, I've had for a while, nothing's changed in my mind. The only thing that's changed is the price action of the market now? For whatever reason today, the market woke up to the fact. Maybe it was the fact that it went inverted, and maybe that triggered the German algorithms data self. The right. Terrible, the, German, it's data. terrible German data, but negative rates. Terrible German data. But
2: you're right; it has been the, all these things have been there already, and, it, and it's usually the confluence of events uh-huh. that all of a sudden everyone says, "Okay, tap, I'm out." I think it was a positioning issue. I think you have no growth. I think the ECB, the Fed, are all out of bullets now, and maybe people are starting to realize. All right, you know what? The risk-reward being here is a little toppy, but yes, could have said that. When you say being here, that. being
6: in the market or in the U.S.?
2: In the market. No, no, no. I think the, the U.S. is still the best place in the world, but uh-huh. we are not going to be immune. If, the, if there's zero growth, there's ze- the growth in the GDP is collapsing. I don't care what anyone, it, we, don't, we can't factor in 2% GDP. It's going to be below 1%, at least short term.
1: Wow. But look, look at the way the markets performed from the beginning of the year. You had this big cyclical pop in January. I think that's probably exactly what it was, a cyclical pop based on unloved names. Now, since February, look at what's leading. It's tech, it's utilities, it's real estate. It's these sectors that tend to do better when the economy is still growing, but at a slowing pace. So I think you can move to those sectors mm-hmm. if you want to outperform going forward.
3: Banks got crushed. crushed. Absolutely crushed, Karen. Uh, I'm well aware. What, <laughs> what is it going to take Italy. you to, to say, you know what? I gotta lighten up here. It's just, this, this thing is just not working. Um, I, this isn't enough to
6: do it, yeah. right? Okay, so people are very focused on the, the, obviously the spread, right? And the spread going negative. I mean, if you think about banks, it's a lot more than net interest margin. Net interest margin has been under pressure for quite some time, right? So the rest, of their ba- the rest of their income statements, a lot of other things that go into bank earnings. The valuations here are not so frothy that, you know, that people were expecting absolute boom time. So that, that to me, it always comes down to valuation. And I think that if rates are down and if we see loan growth, which I think we can see, a lot of the economy is really doing better than fine, right? Then I, I think I'm, I'm going to own them here. It's painful on a day. La- I mean, J.P. Morgan was 108, was it yesterday afternoon? I don't know, two afternoons ago? I can't quite remember. That's a very big move. I think, you know, a name like that here at this level, I'm, I'm OK owning
3: it. It's going to be a little painful, more painful, probably, but that's OK. All right. Despite today's sell off, there were a handful of bright spots in this market. Should you stick with these winners, though, the traders will weigh in. Plus, it's showtime for Apple next week as the company is slated to unveil its new streaming service. We'll tell you what you can expect. And later, there is no place like Home Builders as a group soars this year. And a couple of key events next week could send the space even higher. We will explain. We're live from Times Square in New York City. Much more Fast Money right after this. Welcome back to Fast 20. We've got breaking news on the Mueller report. Let's get back to Eamon Javers in Washington. Eamon.
5: Melissa, we now have the letter from the Attorney General sent to Capitol Hill notifying them officially that uh, the Robert Mueller investigation has concluded. Here it is uh, from the Attorney General. I write to notify you that Special Counsel Robert S. Mueller III has concluded his investigation of Russian interference in the 2016 election and related matters. Now, importantly, we talked earlier about this idea that he would have to alert the Hill whether or not the Attorney General at any point had overridden the special counsel during the course of this investigation. Either Jeff Sessions or William Barr had done that. Uh, William Barr here saying there were no such instances. During the special counsel's investigation. So, at no time, he's saying, did the attorney general override the special counsel during the course of this investigation. That indicates that Robert Mueller had free reign to do what he thought was appropriate during the course of this investigation. Uh, he's also saying here in this letter that the special counsel has sent to him the confidential report as required under the regulations. He's saying, I am reviewing the report and anticipate that I may be in a position to advise you of the special counsel's principal conclusions as soon as this weekend. So we may know a lot more very soon than we know right now about what Robert Mueller has concluded. So principal conclusions as soon as this weekend. He's also suggesting uh, that he's going to work with Rod Rosenstein, uh, who is the deputy attorney general, uh, and also special counsel Mueller to figure out exactly what information from the confidential report uh, he feels that he can make possible Public consistent with the law. There's that phrase again that Barr has been using uh, throughout this process. He's going to make as much pos- public as possible, he said, consistent uh, with the law. Finally, he says, um, that the special counsel regulations provide that the Attorney General may determine that public release of the information would be in the public interest. I have so determined and I will disclose this letter to the public after delivering it to you." So Barr making an effort there to be as transparent as possible. We're now getting a statement also from the White House Press Secretary Sarah Sanders who is saying uh, that the next steps are up to Attorney General Barr and we look forward to the process taking its course. The White House has not received or been briefed on the special counsel's report. And I can also tell you, just a second ago, uh, a, a person in the, uh, the Trump legal team texted me their official statement. This is the official statement now from Rudy Giuliani, the president's attorney, uh, and Jay Sekulow, who are both counselors to the president. They say, we're pleased that the Office of Special Counsel has delivered its report to the Attorney General pursuant to the regulations. Attorney General Barr will determine the appropriate next steps. So, Melissa, at this point, uh, the White House is asserting that uh, they have not received or been briefed on the special counsel's report. So they're issuing these statements, reacting to it, having no idea ultimately what those conclusions are. People on the Hill have no idea what those conclusions are. We have no idea in the media what those conclusions are, but the attorney general is now telling folks on Capitol Hill that he will tell them what the principal conclusions are as soon as this weekend,
3: Melissa. Okay. Eamon, thank you. You Eamon Jabber should be a very exciting weekend for uh, people watching this, and um, maybe this could cause some people, as we look ahead to Monday morning, I mean, after this horrible close that we saw on the markets today, to feel a little bit cautious.
2: You would have to really get something a big news event. I don't think you're going to get it. That's, that's my gut. I, I think okay. we would have had some intimation that you were going to get that. I think the, the White House probably already knows right now what the story is. I think that we're not going to get what everyone wants. I, I shouldn't say what everyone wants for the market clarification. I think you're going to get something that's sort of ambiguous, not a real, you know, a market moving event. I think that's what you're going to hear. This is going to be one more thing. That we sweep to the side and as karen said i think we've become you know sort of uh you know, callous to to whatever news headlines are coming out out
4: of this investigation if this is glad. out of the way you wonder if the next step is to try to now get a, if if it's all clear for the administration I, well, obviously none of us have any idea but if there's the next step now trying to get a trade with a deal with china in place after a day where the market's down 500 or so dow points because you know huh. The president has talked about it. He's laser-focused on the market. And if the market starts to give back some of the gains we've seen over the last month, does it, does it speed up his interest in getting this deal done? That's what I'd be watching
1: for. Right. Well, I, I totally agree. I mean, I think especially going into 2020, the political motivation is there for Trump to do something. He doesn't want the economy in recession. He doesn't want the market down. So this is going to be the political will that we need. And I think President Xi has the same political will. Don't underestimate the fact that he wants China's economy to keep growing. And China's economy I know he's tried over 70 measures. 73. So it's been slowing from within. He's going to try to continue to stimulate using monetary measures, tax cuts, things of that nature. But a trade deal is probably also something he's going to try
3: all right coming up after one of the worst days of the year for the markets the traders will tell you their first move for monday real live at the nasdaq market site in times square much more fast still ahead Welcome back to FAST. I probably don't need to remind you, it was one of the worst days of the year for the market. So what is the first thing that you do come Monday morning? Grasso. Uh,
2: you got to work. Uh, you got to look at the inversion. You got to see if it stays inverted. You got to look at uh, German markets. You got to look at the credit markets. But the three-month ten-year is what you look at. Obviously, macro. You got to look at the S&P and see where that is. I sold a ton of stuff today. Mm-hmm. I would say lock in some profits here. I sold my square amongst uh, five other names in my portfolio.
6: Karen. I'm going to look at the credit markets, right? We saw no signs of panic in the credit markets. That was one of the things that really weighed on the markets at the end of last year when the credit markets really started to get – I'm not talking about treasuries. I'm talking about corporate credit market. That's interesting to me. That's scary to me if that starts to unravel. I'm going to look at the VIX, and I'm probably going to take out my biped. Mm. things are ugly okay mm-hmm. Jeff
1: well, you both stole my thunder I agree no. the credit markets are incredibly important when you see that kind of divergence between stocks and the fixed income markets I think you have to pay close attention usually the fixed income markets the credit markets will lead equities so far no signs of panic let's see what Monday brings Guy so I'm an old commodities
4: person as you know well I could yeah. have stopped at old I'm old and then we could have moved on but in my past life I was commodities trading so the first thing I'll look at is the gold market, because the gold market can tell the stories in very subtle ways? So if you see gold up big on Monday, it might be telling not only a story about this Mueller investigation, but a story about does this inverted yield curve matter and does the torching of currencies globally matter? I think it does.
3: All right. It is time for the final trade. Let's go around the horn. Steve Gretzky.
4: So even though I still love long-term Square, I had to lighten up. If
2: I think the market's coming in, I think Square's coming in as well. Lighten up on Square.
3: Karen? Yes,
6: I, I bought some today from under my desk in a fetal position, United <laughs> Rentals. I thought it was so overdone, but I would look to buy more. Jeff Mills?
1: If you want to introduce some lower volatility to your portfolio, look at XLU. It's been quietly outperforming. You can also look abroad to globally uh, traded infrastructure. It's not going to participate 100% on the upside, but it will likely protect you if volatility continues.
4: You know, Mel, most Friday nights I leave this set and go and watch my favorite show from the green room. What's happening tonight? But tonight tonight I get to participate, which is great. Newmont Mining. Newmont was higher today. I think that continues to go higher from here.
3: All right. And thank you, Jeff Mills, for being with us tonight. That does the rest here on Fast. See you back here Monday at 5 for more Fast. Don't move. Options action starts right after this break.